0: Cardinals 26, Giants 7. Welcome to Talking Giants, presented by John Boy Media. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Penick. We are a second-place pod. We've had spent a couple weeks as a first-place podcast, a cocky podcast. We have been brought down to earth, and we are now a second-place pod. And honestly, it looks like we're not going to make the playoffs. After being on this high of why not us, it looks like we're a team that's not going to make the playoffs. Justin, what's going on, my man? Rough
1: day, um, (laughs) rough, rough day to say the least. Uh, Bobby, I think both of us, we FaceTimed after the game and we both kind of had silence for a second. And then we said, we're not mad. And then we both laughed together. We had a nice laugh where it was a rough day, but also we're not mad because looking at the way that the Giants lost the game, the way in which they lost the game is something that we have been criticizing all year and that's what we're going to spend the majority of this podcast on yeah. we're, you know and we're also coming off a the, four
0: game win streak which i feel well like we are. does soften the blow a little bit too like for some reason like obviously you're upset you're bothered but it's like compared to the other games this year it's i i just don't have that feeling that i had at the 49ers game or the Cowboys game or the like or any of them like clearly any of them
1: right but even in the wins, though, bobby we have ended the show with up, but the offense still doesn't look great. The offense still doesn't look great, you know, and this is going to be the major point that you're going to have, but I'm going to kind of steal it a little bit here because I think it's so good. I kind of want to start off the show with it. Expecting perfection, whether it's coming from your quarterback, whether it's coming from your running game or especially your defense, expecting absolute perfection from your defense or especially quarterback. Because you know, I think running game running game is not really sustainable in the NFL to have like long-term success from quarters one through four to just pound it down somebody's throat for an entire game. But throwing the ball is sustainable. Playing defense is sustainable. And expecting perfection from one of those things, whether it's your quarterback or defense, every single week, and even when we were getting perfection from the quarterback spot – Daniel Jones in Philadelphia completing 75% of his passes or 80% of his passes. Daniel Jones in Cincinnati completing 75% of his passes and throwing the ball deep downfield. Those things just aren't sustainable to be perfect every week. And even when, and even when Jones was perfect, we were only scoring some 20
0: points. So yeah, I think that's going to be the meat of the episode. Um, and you know, we'll get to the de- like, we'll, we'll talk about the defense at the end, but like, the defense, I, I I can't be mad at the defense. We'll we'll talk about all that. Like you know, we still like what Patrick Graham and, and what Joe Judge are doing, and what we're going to talk about Garrett. And obviously, this is going to be an anti-Garrett episode. Um, and we're going to hit on everything. I mean, you know, we we're not going to just say like ah oh, third and one they threw it deep. This is why this guy like it's it's more than that. But I do yes. let's get it out of the way because Daniel Jones was hurt and he was obviously hurt. Now there's been a lot of hindsight on that of like oh he shouldn't have played. And I kind of do see some of that because he could not run like this is his first career game where he didn't have any carries. Um, and Jones even admitted in the press or co- press conference after he's like, yeah, I didn't really have the ability to like go off and run. But that being said him like that is better than Colt McCoy. And you can't just say like, I'll just rest him this week. You know, you know, we only were trying to win one or two because now we're in second place. So we couldn't just throw, you can't throw away games in the NFL. He gives no. us the better opportunity to win. Over Colt McCoy. I mean, Colt McCoy did nothing last week. The Giants offense had just two really nice running drives um, against our worst defense. So, I don't look back at that in hindsight like, oh, they shouldn't have played him. Maybe they should have pulled him a little earlier, but I was 100% fine with him playing, even looking back at it in hindsight. Like, Daniel Jones gave us the best chance to win. I didn't really understand
1: where people were coming from about their criticism around uh, Jones should not have played this game to begin with. You're not in the room. You're not in the building. You're not seeing how he's moving. You're not evaluating him. That's number one. But then also, if that's your critique of Daniel Jones should not have started this game, do you prefer Colt McCoy? Do you prefer Colt McCoy? Who I will tell you what, uh, Daniel Jones and Colt McCoy had the same level of mobility and pocket awareness today. You know, Colt yeah. McCoy comes in, and one of the first plays, he takes a sack, then he gets hit right in the face. Now, the offensive line was putrid, particularly in, in the second half. I thought they weren't bad in the first half. In the second half, they were just getting their ass kicked. Um, yeah, the but plays. Daniel Jones, but even at this point where Daniel Jones is 50% of himself, I still think he is a better quarterback than Colt McCoy. He
0: is. The argument would be that they shouldn't have, like, played him not 100%, which I don't agree with. Like, yeah, You know, he's practiced. That's
1: totally it. valid. That's totally valid. If you think that they should have pulled Daniel Jones a little bit earlier, fine. But for the fans that are saying, you know, one of the, you know, the Giants lost this game because Daniel Jones played, you are therefore implying that Colt McCoy would have come in and the offense would have looked better. No.
0: No. And you couldn't, Absolutely you couldn't not. afford to throw this game away to try and get like, you just can't, you couldn't. I mean, we're looking at it right now. We're in second place. Um, with Washington having an easier you know uh, road ahead than us, yeah. So that's it. But honestly, whatever your opinion is, Lon Jones is you know like we're here to talk about the game, not whether or not like we don't make those decisions. I'm not gonna pretend I'm a, like you said. I'm not gonna pretend I know the medicals on Daniel Jones. I'm not gonna be like pro football doc and see him sprint, him jogging in one practice clip and be like. <laughs> Anyways. But
1: also, it's clear that he was not right. No, he wasn't. Like, we can say but that. But he was
0: able to throw the ball like well, correct. Like he, I don't think he was in you know inaccurate for the most part. You know, there were some couple throws, um, but you just, you saw it on the deep throws. The four deep throws he was very accurate on. You know, the one yeah. to Slayton where he put the one hand on it, but he had good coverage. The two, the Tate, you know, one obviously got broken up, and even the one the Shepherd I thought was pretty, pretty damn accurate too. So it wasn't like yeah. it wasn't like he couldn't. It wasn't like in that Cincinnati game when he came back in. It's like, oh my God, he can't do anything. He can't push off that back leg. But the thing with,
1: you know, why I think it's a little silly and foolish to just say that, oh, Daniel Jones just shouldn't have played. Um, Daniel Jones, they should have just taken him out you know, as soon as they saw that something wasn't right. The silly and foolish thing to say that with is, it doesn't recognize that as a play caller and, and as a you know and as an offense, you can do certain things to not put all the pressure on the world on the quarterback in terms of allowing your skill position players to get yards after the catch. Bobby, there is rarely a time unless the Giants wide receivers or unless the Giants skill position players are running a streak down the field that they can get yards after the catch. Unless it's a streak down the field. Slants usually guys are just brought down right away. We barely see any drag routes. Barely see any drag routes. There you know remember that third down where there was the camera that panned out the all-22 coaches angle where it showed where the Giants had an incompletion. It was a fourth down. Yeah. So they zoomed out, and I was shocked to see that actually for once a defense was playing the Giants, not single high safety. There were two high safeties. There was no one over the middle of the field. No routes going over the middle of the field besides a Sterling Shepard stick route and a curl route That that's just run five yards and then turn around. And you've been a critic of that. Why are we? Why are we just running that route when it just has not worked and it only results internal? I Almost turned into another so, pick
0: six again today. <laughs> I, I I almost I hurt my tooth getting so mad at that play call. Um, where do we start, man? I mean, this we are the thirty we are the thirty first we are the thirty first ranked scoring offense in the NFL. That's not acceptable. That's not acceptable. Um, and it's not. This isn't a single game reaction. In fact, we've been kind of saying it, but you know, toning it down because we're winning. You know, we don't we like we don't want to be the Debbie Downers on winning. We try to be positive people. We try to be understanding as much as possible. But the 31st ranked offense is unacceptable. Okay, if our defense was a mediocre defense, we we would be blasting this offense every week. But our defense has saved us in some games. And like you said, man, I think this is the perfect way to put it. The second half against Washington, Jones had one incompletion. And he was good in the first... He was all right in the first half, too, of that game. It wasn't like he played bad in that first half. In fact, that's where the points came was the first half. Never mind. The Philly game, he was basically perfect. I mean, basically perfect. The Cincinnati game, he was basically... You know, he was really good, too. But you can also be like, hey, Slayton had that drop. Ingram fumble. But even then, with him playing like that, the offensive line playing well with that, um, the, the running game working well. And they weren't even getting 30 points. Like, we had, getting 27 points 23 points it's just when everything goes right and that's the kind of point like production you put up something isn't right man we went from the 19th ranked offense to the 31st ranked offense and I get these receivers don't get the most separation in the world but they shouldn't all be below average in separation okay we kept Tyke Tolbert for a reason why did we he was the one position coach we came back so Mm. we the, the wide receivers weren't so bad like, they were, the, they were the position group we were happy with because we the only position we brought their coach back, the only single one. So I get these wide receivers aren't great. I get we we are in need of a number one wide receiver, but they're not inept. They're not horrible wide receivers. They should all be right. average to above average in separation. And in this game, and for most of the season, these guys have all been below average. And I know you have some analytics. Jones was, you know, 33% of his throws were tight window throws. Now granted yeah. some of that was on him. The 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 third down where he had Dion Lewis in the swing. And this isn't a this really isn't a defend Daniel Jones episode for me. This is more of a let's talk about Jason Garrett. The time to throw, 2.97 seconds. That was sixth in the NFL this week. Our leading receiver had 39 yards, which was more than it was last week. <laughs> like, yeah. like our leading receiver had 39 yards this week and it was more than our leading receiver last week, man. I just feel like man this is this offense is a dead End, and it's not going to end well with Jason Garrett at the helm. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm, I get that we are, you know, we are just in first place and it's happy, happy. But he's not going to get the job done. He never got the job done in Dallas with the best talent. Okay? And use the argument that people bring on the QB. If you need all the best talent around you to do good, well, then you're not the guy. Well, that's the same way same with thing Jason with Garrett. Garrett. Take yeah. it the same way with Jason Garrett. Okay? Look at the way he played. Jones played last year. We have changed his style of play. And honestly, a little bit of me worries about that with Judge. We have changed him. He's not that guy. He is not the game manager Tom Brady type. That's not who he is. And that's and just, that's not who he is, man. He's an aggressive quarterback who can make throws downfield. And like we said, today we had on with Jones, we hit one of four. One of four, you're like, ooh, we didn't convert. That's actually right around what the league does on most weeks. That, you know... The league average is, you know, I remember last year when I looked at, the league average is around 33 to 36% completion percentage on those throws. So today we are 25%, a little below average. You know why it's been hidden, the, the lack of downfield shots? Because we've literally done it. Jones has done it the best in the entire NFL. The best downfield stats in the NFL, and we're the 31st ranked offense in the NFL. How does that add up? How does that add up? How are we not playing to his strengths? And the only time this offense has scored points for the entire year has not been off of long drives. It has been off big plays yes. every single time. Today, only off big plays. Last week was off big plays in the running game, no doubt, but nonetheless, off big plays. We, You just can't be that team. And l- I just don't think you can be that team, man. It's it's frustrating.
1: The, the NFL is a league of explosive plays, and I've been saying it all year and i hate to be all the time and and i this is not i don't want this podcast to be you know bobby and i have been saying all year even though it it could easily turn into that but you know we have and the reason why i have outlined the importance of explosive plays because the giants have won even when their offense has produces a produced a minimal amount of explosive plays a minimal amount they have been either leading with less than two minutes to go, and I'm thinking back to that first Philadelphia game where Daniel Jones had that 80-yard run, or they have been winning games, which largely, even with the least amount of explosive plays during this four-game winning streak, they've been winning. And that has been the reason why they have been winning on the offensive side of the ball. Or even if it's just one or two drives for one or two plays every game, and then it then it it's, it just uh, boosts you up inside the red zone or across the 50-yard line. And then that's the reason why I put seven points on the board. Um, so we've been talking about the importance of explosive plays all year, but two things that you brought up: um, wide receiver separation, and this is something that I am now learning as I am evaluating this year. Wide receiver separation is not just a is not just a stat that is wide receiver driven, an individual uh, play driven, and um, this is something I'm learning, which I should have learned this. It's not just something that's individual-driven, but it's also scheme-related, where if you're going to have guys that are just running five yards and then turning around, how much separation are you actually expecting a wide receiver to get if there's no creativity? You know, so it's not just an, in like, looking at the wide receiver separation, our only evaluation shouldn't just be, oh, wide receivers are bad, wide receivers are trash. It should also be... Why isn't Jason Garrett setting up our players for success to get open? That is also the question. And then that works hand in hand with that 33%, one out of every three passing attempts. What, Daniel Jones had 21 passing attempts? So seven out of his 21 passing attempts, which was highest in the league this weekend, by the way, or might have been tied for first with another quarterback. I think it was two. Second. Somebody in
0: the late games popped it.
1: Somebody in the late games. So basically hot, topping the league in – Tight throw percentage, tight throw tight window throwing percentage with one out of every three passing attempts. That's very high. Yo, know, you would think, oh, 66 percent of those throws are not into a tight window, but that actually is above average that's very high. And it's not just the fact that Daniel Jones doesn't see guys down the field. It's not just the fact that wide receivers can't get open, it's also the fact that Jason Garrett is not scheming correctly. Um sucks that Daniel Jones missed that one missed that one throw to Deion Lewis. Sure. Kill him
0: for that. But I think that's but, and this, like I said, this isn't. I, I don't. I'm not in like defend Daniel Jones mead right now. But that I feel like that's a perfect example. It's like, so you're saying because of one, one time he made the wrong read, the whole game screwed. Yeah. And 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 don't talk about the turnovers. We had there was one turnover. How many points did I get off that? Seven. Zero. Or one turnover on the offense. Stevan Lewis had one. Um, yes, on the, po- on the
1: offense zero yes but on
0: the zero points off of turnovers in the offense so that's five straight games in a row with zero points um off off turnovers for, for you know for the uh for the other team and he's, he's had one turnover in four games now one turnover yeah. now he did fumble twice other but he did recover them one turnover in four games i'd say that's pretty good and i'm not usually a fan
1: of kind of looking at you know oh the points per game yards per game stuff like that but there does come a point bobby where we're looking at the giants season and we're looking at the giants offense and they are very similar to the new york jets offensively yeah they're very similar and that is not a good thing we are we are so clouded by you know being a giants land and oh The offense is playing better than everybody thinks. This is is going better than a lot of people think because we're watching every game. We're watching every second. We're evaluating every little detail, and things are going better than people think. But there does come a point where points scored are points scored. Yards produced are yards produced. And even though the Giants have a top 10 rushing offense, yippee, good for them. This is why throwing the ball, And being successful with throwing the ball through, you know, throwing the ball in the NFL in today's game is going to be the reason why a
0: team is successful. And don't people, and I had people, I mentioned, like, well, Jones looks better this year. Um, And, you know, analytics people like PFF, they all think Jones looks better. It's like, okay, but the offense is 12 spots worse. 12 spots worse. And I have, you know, I've heard this, like, well, the reason they scored points in 2019 is because they went down early. Well guess what we should start playing like we're down 14-0 to start the damn get game. Yeah. Because that's that doesn't make any sense to me. Oh, we only scored points because we're down. Now since we're not down, we're not scoring points. Isn't that the point of the game? So pretend we're down 14-0 to kick off the game. Pretend pretend we're like that so we could score points because I supposedly that's the magical factor and scoring points is being down. Got it. Oh, but they scored garbage points um in 2019. No, they did not. Go no, look it. I went and re-looked at it. Maybe one t- one touchdown from Daniel Jones was garbage time. Maybe one. And guess what? That one put them uh, down five with an onside kick attempt from getting the ball back with a minute and a half left. So, th- honestly, in reality, they had zero. zero touch- Daniel Jones had zero garbage time touchdowns in 2019. Zero. Zero. So, don't hit me with it's garbage time. None.
1: Can I ask a question?
0: Ask a question.
1: You know, everybody was outraged with Pat Shermer last year, and I think for for somewhat good reason. Pat Shermer was primarily responsible for the offense, and I know why people were outraged with Pat Shermer. Also, has a lot to do with his lack of control on the defensive side of the ball as well, with not grabbing a hold of James Betcher and saying "fix your fix your crap, fix your system, fix your crappy system." So I understand that was part of the outrage, but. If people were so outraged with how Pat Shermer ran the offense, and especially Pat Shermer's play calling, because that was something that we did hear a lot, if there was utter outrage with that, and the fact that the offense was so was v- pretty productive last year, despite Daniel Jones turning over the ball, turning over the ball, turning over the ball, the offense, the offensive line being so bad, if the offense was somewhat productive with Pat Shermer at the helm, and fans were outraged. Why are there continual excuses made for Jason Garrett at this because point? Because we are in that first is my to that's my genuine question to all of you. What is because your? answer? Because we were in
0: first place to start the day. Because thanks to the, the defense, the defense, the defense is. And this isn't like a oh we should have kept Pat Schirmer. but you know what we should have done? We should have got someone who had a similar mindset. I mean, it, it really is that simple. Keep the same concepts. Build in more checkdowns in the middle of the field for Jones. That's all they should. That's what they should have done. Yeah. Keep the same concepts and build in a check down in the middle of the field. To and and you know what, for the most part, he does come back down to his check downs. And honestly, and these like these stick concepts, like the the third and one. You know, it's funny, like we're wanting Garrett to take chances when he does on third and one.
1: Well, also, can we let's put a pin in that for one second? Okay. Daniel Jones did audible that play. No, he didn't. He said he didn't after the game. Well, he said he said he didn't. Why would he say that? But because if he because if he audibles out of that play, then it's on Jones, and I guarantee you the coaching staff has will always tell their guys, always say that it's the play call, so it's the fingers not pointed on you. I guarantee you. We've had what we've makes heard you this think he audibles out of that though? Because he was calling out calls at the line of scrimmage,
0: setting protect, you could be setting. Protect, I mean, he's calling out calls every single play.
1: I'm willing to bet, and I'm will I'm I'm using my context clues about. How Jones has play called before, and or how the offense has gone before, wasn't that Evan Ingram's 60-yard play in Cincinnati on a third down, and Daniel Jones spent about 15 seconds at the line of scrimmage calling things out and changing a play? I think it was something very similar.
0: Then they should have went for it on fourth down.
1: Correct. Correct. Yes. Yes.
0: I mean, he said he he ran the play. I'm going to take his word for it. I get what you're saying, but he said he, he was going to run the play. Um, and he's he's been open before when he's talked about, oh, yeah, we audible that. At the, you know, he's been open before, so it's not like he's that's always been the standard issue for him.
1: When it works, you can be totally honest and totally truthful. But when it doesn't work, I think they're told. So so you are not the one that is taking the fall for it. Because, Bobby, can you imagine
0: if they're be just diff- totally It truthful- could be different of stats, but last year he did. Remember last year? Remember last year somebody got mad at me because I was like, hey, he's – Jones is the one who said, oh, because it was a third and long, and he audibled into a into a draw. Yeah. And they asked him, like, "Who, like, what, was that an audible? And he said, yeah, it was an audible. So, obviously, it could be difference of staff. So, obviously, I could see Joe Judge telling him that. But, you know, it's not like it. he's done it. He's said it before. You know, he's taken. Yeah. He said, like, oh, I did audible out of this on an, a play that was killing Pat Shermer." And someone told me that he was trying to take the heat for Pat Shermer. Um, I have another question. I have another question. another question.
1: So I was having a conversation on Twitter with someone who I don't like, and he probably knows that I don't like him. And he doesn't follow me, but that's fine. But he brought up a great – he did bring up a great point while we were disagreeing with each other. Are we fearful of – even if, let's say, we do make a change at offensive coordinator, are we fearful of Judge's philosophy as a head coach wanting to be kind of old school – very non modern NFL of throwing it down the football field. Are we afraid of this being the Joe Judge way of going about building a football team? Of conservative play, methodically march down the field you you pound the ball in the end zone with a, with with your running back and you're going to finish off a touch you're going to finish off an offensive scoring touchdown with 15 plays uh 74 yards and 8 minutes taken off the clock. Are we afraid that that is his preferred method of way to go instead of an offense that is centered around explosive plays um and not even centered around throwing the ball down the field but at least getting the lead early in games with throwing the ball and then pounding the rock. Are we worried about this with Judge?
0: Possibly, but here's why I lean Garrett on this because we saw what happened with Columbo and Columbo has since been pretty mouthy without coming out and talking. And I don't think he does that if Garrett tells him to shut his mouth. You know, be like, hey man, you know, I know stuff happened, but maybe maybe pipe down. This is what we're doing here. Um, We saw this for years in Dallas. We talked about how if they don't have a true number one wide receiver, Dallas was always screwed. Um, you talked about it when you did your Jason Garrett um study from when he was calling plays and you know seven years ago about how how it was like this, so that's why that's I mean, and he's the play caller at the end of the day, and the stick stuff is straight from Dallas, you know it's this Jason Witten stuff. I would just be worried
1: that let's just say you know uh the the grass isn't always greener, and the the question in sports is when you when you're calling for someone's job or when you would want there to be a replacement, who are you going to replace, you know, who is coming in to replace him? And I think the worry would be is that hey, this is just what Joe Judge wants. That's that's the worry in the back of the brain. It's not a front brain problem because obviously you look at the coaching staff everywhere else. And we've talked about this on this podcast before. We've talked about how Jason Garrett was always Mara's guy. And that was always the guy that Mara wanted. Uh, I genuinely think that if Joe, if, if they, if the Cowboys waited or if they didn't wait a couple, a couple weeks to fire Jason Garrett, I think there's a good chance that Jason Garrett is the head coach of the New York football giants. Um, And then luckily Joe judge came and blew everyone away.
0: But didn't we kind of hear some rumblings that Garrett may not be safe? We did. So why wouldn't he be safe if he was running what Joe just wanted him to run?
1: He shouldn't be safe. The Giants, like Bobby, like you said, he shouldn't be safe. The Giants have the second, like the second worst offense in the National Football I think League, they, point scoring wise. Whose job would be safe if they were running that kind of offense? I
0: think they should fire him right now, and I don't. I know that is going to piss a lot of people off. But look at the Ravens in 2012. They fired their coach. Their, uh, they fired Cam Cameron and promoted Jim Caldwell on December 10th, 2012. They won a Super Bowl that year. Now, this isn't me. Like this is our <laughs> this is our run of the Super Bowl. But short term, I mean, that kind of shows right there that it's not the worst thing. And you get to see what Shuplinsky or Kitchens, whoever you would want to make that guy. And I could see, I could see arguments for both, where Shuplinsky's in the QB room, or Kitchens is really judge's guy, and he's had that experience. You see what they have. If you like what they have, you possibly, you know, you look outside. But you know, you, you got you got some you got some tape on what they what they're about, and then you you know you um you reevaluate after the season. Now, I know they're not going to do that, but they should.
1: Yeah, and the whole thing of, oh, but you don't want Jones learning a new offense for the third straight year, which it ultimately leads to the question of, well, do you want him to stay in an offense that's terrible for him in another year? Because the only games where the Giants have been successful is when, and what, I, what we've called it, is when Daniel Jones has conquered Jason Garrett, when yeah. he's conquered him. When he has made those calls at the line of scrimmage, when he's made those changes at the line of scrimmage, and he himself decided that he was going to throw the ball down the field, and when that individual effort of not only the physical play of being a quarterback, but also the mental play of being a quarterback, when that has not been there, the Giants stink. They stink, (laughs) you know, and we get excited about those good moments, and luckily... Because of how well the defense has played, those good moments and the sporadic moments in which they come, they have been enough to win five games this year. Or four. Four with Daniel Jones and then one of them you know, last week, which was such a, an anomaly of a game where your defense plays perfect ball against an elite quarterback. Um, that's not sustainable either. So you saw it this week how it's not sustainable I, when your offense stinks. I want <laughs> listeners to
0: like examine. like Think about what we say about Adam Gase and the Jets and their offense. Think about what we say. I think that's the only worse offense in the NFL right now. And they've got worse players. Their receiving group yes. is worse. I, I would argue their QB is worse. Um, although I do think he could, be, I think he is one of those guys who would benefit from a fresh start because it's so broken. Our offensive line, I would argue is better. I mean, I watch their offensive line every week. Their offensive line is, or our offensive line is better.
1: We're solely talking about points, points per driver, points per game. That's what we're talking about right now. Um, the Giants have been working their way up to we're be not controlling an average the clock group this year, either. No, but isn't that the whole point of why of oh if you uh, you know Bobby I was under the impression that if you um if you ran the ball for five yards a carry and you imposed your will in the run game I was a I was under the impression that you just win the game automatically. So but
0: my issue has never been like the running attempts, like that's never been my issue with this offense. Besides the Pittsburgh game when they were clearly stacking the box and weren't blocking, like. My issue with this offense has never been like, oh, we're running the ball too much. It's never been my issue. It's been, what do we do when we do throw the ball? That's always been my... I've seen the way Daniel Jones plays at Duke. I've seen the way he played last year. And it really does kill me for the guy that he's in this. This is not who he is. This is not what he is. And here's the thing. He's back next year. Pretty much a guarantee. It's pretty much a guarantee that Jones will be back next year. Unless we lose out... And all the other teams below us like win out. He will be back, and for the the all oh, we got to keep we got to keep continuity. Bull crap. Look at the Cleveland Browns right now. Should they have kept continuity? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Here's here's what your options are. Hey, let me put it this way: If we did move on from Jones, would anybody be arguing to keep Jason Garrett? The only <laughs> argument for Jason Garrett right now is continuity. It's the only argument. I have, yeah. I have not heard anybody talk about what his offense is good at. And that's a piss-poor argument. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it is a bad argument. And if that was your argument, you should have been banging on the table to keep Pat Shermer, Which was the reason I kind of wanted to keep Pat Shurmur. Um. This isn't like a, you know, I'm fine moving off from Pat Shermer and making Joe Judge the head coach. In fact, I'm happy. But here's your options. We either have next year. if Because Garrett's not a good offensive coordinator. Let's be real. At least in my opinion. So either next year we have a bad offensive coordinator and a good QB. Not a good option. A bad offensive coordinator and a bad QB. Not a good option. Neither one of those are good options. Yeah. So why not go into next year with the option, with the chance of having good offensive coordinator, good offensive good offensive coordinator, and good QB, or good offensive coordinator and bad QB, and you know you got to move on. Yeah, because this it, even if Daniel Jones isn't the guy, this is not his game. This is not his game. This is not his game. That's why I'm like, this isn't a defend Daniel Jones episode. But this is not his game. And he's hesitant, and I don't blame him because it turned into turnovers. And that's why it ha- him being hesitant has been the main reason we haven't seen the turnovers lately on the quick concepts. And Colt McCoy being hesitant last week stopped him from getting a pick six. A pick six. If he does, if he, you know, the read today where it's like, oh, he should have got that out quick. That read would have turned into a pick six last week. Yep.
1: Oh man. And I know a lot probably a lot of listeners are you know, you're all listening right now, you're watching on the YouTubes, and you're probably saying, Well, the injury kind of prevented everything today, or, you know, you're forgetting about this but from this specific game. The conversation that Bobby and I are having are not is not really related to this game. It's 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 a, it's, it's a big picture conversation about just how this season has gone for this Giants offense. And You
0: didn't hear me talk about this offense this way last year. Because no. I like what they were doing. I get that they weren't winning games last year. Because, you know, a lot of people, Justin, and you know this, are just like, QB coach bad. Get Giants lose, QB bad, coach bad. That's, I mean, that's that's just O-line bad. That That is the take. Where last year, I mean, I got killed last year for being like, I like what Sherman does with the offense. Maybe he's not a head coach, but I like what he does with the offense. So, man, they got to bring in somebody... Who fits what that quarterback does? And honestly, what Garrett does doesn't fit any good quarterback. Maybe it fits Alex (laughs) Smith. You know,
1: it fits. It fits the game like it was played when he came into the league. It really does. Just doesn't fit now.
0: For the I mean, I just just look at it as we're the 31st ranked offense. Just keep when you when you try to make an excuse, remind yourself of that. That was not the expectation for this offense. they fall down 12 rankings. It's not the expectation and we know they need a wide we know they need a better wide receiver you it's know the same I, players I, as last year it, but
1: correct it is the it's same players as last year when this when this was the one positional group wide receiver and it was highly debated by the way, it was highly debated you know wide receiver was the only positional group that we did not have some sort of acquisition from one year to the next. We made changes at tight. Even I'm talking about beginning of 2019. We did not have Caden Smith at the beginning of 2019. Um, We Levine Toylolo was an acquisition Um, offensive line. Obviously that's different defensive line. We did not have Leonard Williams at the beginning of 2019 linebacker, obviously different safety, obviously different corner, obviously different every single level of this team and every single positional group is different on this team besides quarterback and besides wide receiver. Um, so clearly, and like like Bobby said, I, I I sometimes forget about that. That's the one positional coach that we decided to bring back because hey, maybe that group wanted continuity because of the young guys that were doing somewhat well in that system, which was mainly Shepard, who kind of changed his identity as a wide receiver from you know to to being at that security blanket, and then the emergence of Darius Slayton. It still does mean that we do need an upgrade at wide receiver, but it is the same as last year. Yeah, so it's like you know. I have nothing else. I, I have nothing else. I feel like I'm going insane. Because we yeah. do talk about these
0: things every week. Except now we're
1: just talking about it more. But I do feel well, like I'm going insane. On it. Well,
0: the, this is all you have to do. Are we? Do we have the 31st ranked offense? Yes. Was that the expectation going into this year? Absolutely not. In fact, the expectations were the exact opposite going into the year. Was, hey, um, can this defense give our offense a chance to outscore teams? That was the conversation. Okay. And Jones shouldn't... And, and you see it, people around the league who actually watch QB play, like, oh, I actually think Jones is doing this better. He's manipulating his eyes better. He's yeah. better at the snap. So why is it so much worse? T- it's not the turnovers. The last month, he's the last four games, he's had one turnover, and it led to zero points. So the turnovers aren't aren't what screwing this offense. All right, let's talk about other things. Let's talk about one more bad thing, and then we'll talk about the defense too. I was fa- I was happy with the defense, not like. Oh my gosh, they balled up but happy. Our special teams are a freaking issue. Now, I have no analysis of why. I have no clue why. I don't know anything about special teams. Unless you're talking about field goal blocking, I don't know anything about special teams. But it is bad. The Giants passing offense had 81 yards. The Giants rushing offense had 78 yards. The Cardinals punt return offense had 77 yards. It's crazy how
1: uninterested I am... Uh, with talking about special teams, I mean, I got nothing to say besides just stats. But when it's but when it's bad, it's like, yeah, that's bad. <laughs> it's been bad, especially. Ry- I mean, Riley Dixon. I feel like he's had a tremendous leg. Did he had he had a punt that was seventy yards this year? This this year, and he and there were times where he was punting it. You know, from, you know, from our deep in our own territory, but he could barely get it across the fifty yard line. And average starting field position, which that's something that's very significant. It's a stat that is very it's very offensive and defensive-driven, probably more than special teams-driven. But at the, at the conclusion of the first half, the Cardinals' average starting field position was like the Giants' 47-yard line. <laughs> they were yeah. already over midfield. So, crazy. Um, also, I do find it to be bogus that... We, this is something that needs to change that you can't review a penalty on a turnover that directly resulted in that turnover. Like what is the point of instant replay if you can't review that part of the turnover? I understand it's the rule. I'm not complaining about the rule, but I I, I guess that it does need to change of what is the point of having instant replay if there is a turnover and if something illegal happened in a football game and it should be rectified. It seems very counteractive.
0: I'm actually very anti that. We need less reviews in the game, and I can't I can't deal with reviewing penalties all the time. Cause then you gotta well, review unless everything.
1: It results unless it results in a turnover. How about that? I think they should make that exception. I'm still anti like review. I'm, I'm
0: anti review, less reviews in the game. That's we have difference of philosophies when it comes to that.
1: I found that to be crazy. Like what is the point of instant replay when it's clear that he just tomahawk kicked the ball?
0: <laughs> yeah, that screwed us. Joe too. Judge, special
1: teams. Thomas um, McGeehey,
0: another coach. who came back, so maybe we should just blame it on everyone who Joe Judge didn't hire. Wow, wow. Um,
1: one one more thing about the offense. Uh, or this is technically Cardinals defense. I'm glad for Marcus Golden. Kinda not glad for the guy that got the uh, the franchise. He 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 uh, he has he's the new. Franchise uh, holder for single sacks in the game. Not happy for that guy, but happy for Marcus Golden. And it's crazy how we just didn't block him on on this on his strip I don't know sack who fumble that was
0: on either. I tried figuring it out.
1: Eight, eight man protection, Bobby.
0: It was um
1: seven. No, man. Maybe it, no, it was, it was eight man because there's
0: two tight ends, and then Wayne Gallman counts as a blocker. He ended up going out, but if there was someone coming in, he was blocking. So it was basically it was an eight man protection. I don't know who, in fact. Is a little sneak peek. I think to start the O line report, I'm going to just break down every sack, and maybe that'll be the only. Maybe that will be the O line report. We'll see. Um, but I'm going to go through every sack because um, because they ran the ball well. Yeah, because I mean Thomas had the two sacks, which here's here's something that we said we've been saying the last couple weeks is Thomas has been really good as late. This two sack game puts no worry in me. You know what I mean. Yeah. Whereas. If it happened, you know, the week after the Philly game, you know, th- then it would be. But because what we've seen him do, this doesn't worry me at all, and because of the nature of the sacks too, they were at-
1: he got caught leaning a little bit, yeah. Um, and we've rarely seen him get beat towards the outside. Both, that's what both, what and- both they were,
0: and I mean, some of these were on the, you know, they were some covered sacks a little bit too, but those are still sacks. So, so, but yeah, I'm not worried about Andrew Thomas at all, which is which is a good thing. You know, that is a good part of progress. Kevin Zeitler, man, he had – the second one was really bad. The first one was a stunt, which we'll see if it was him on Cam Fleming. Lemieux had one, but I that one was the true coverage sack. That was the one where they're like – everyone's like, oh, I can't believe Jones didn't run here. Fleming had another one, and then there's one other that's filling in the um, gaps that I can't remember.
1: No bueno. Um, Special teams, no bueno. O-line. Defense, bueno. Nah. Eh. D- defense,
0: Yay. <laughs> um here's the thing Kyler he is too athletic to do the you know ba- basically the whole make a wall like you have a spy and then to the keep keep you know keep you keep your gap responsibility on the outside like build you know like keep him in the pocket he's just too athletic like he beats the spy and that screwed us yep. you know he got like I think he had over 10 runs it wasn't like he was breaking them off for long runs they were like five six yards that screwed us you know and that's why Kyler that's why people like Kyler so much, um, is because he's able to do that. And because of, you know, because we don't have a real pass rush, he was able to make some plays down the field. Uh, I did think that touchdown, though, where people are like, that's an unreal throw. It's like, if we just didn't, like, our coverage sucked on that. Like, if if our coverage didn't get their eyes lost in the backfield, that's probably an interception. That is the perfect example of a play where if it works, you're like, this guy's just unreal, ballsy. And if it and if it if it doesn't work, it's like, what is this idiot doing? Why doesn't he just throw yeah. the ball away? Because that was a bad decision. He got lucky because our our safeties and you know Logan Ryan's been great, so you know I'm not going to be mad at him for one bad play. But Logan Ryan's eyes got caught in the backfield on that play.
1: It took a freak play. Uh, after what eight plays of the Cardinals running in the ends uh, running in the red zone, it took a freak play where Murray was running around like the little freaking hamster he is where he just throws up a prayer to the back of the end zone and then you have a 6-6 tight end freak athlete that goes up pinpoints the ball in the air and catches it in the back of the end zone so it take if it's these things are gonna happen when you're playing the game of football
0: I thought they did (laughs) and like you mentioned field position they were in horrible field position all game so I I have no issue with the way the defense played Hopkins though he didn't play that you know that left sideline game his, his damage was done in the middle of the field, which of course playing the results, it'd be like, man, I wish we just manned up Bradbury on him a little more. But also, that's just not what the, you know, that's not what we're going to do for the most part. Um, He played a good game, um, even though he's kind of mediocre, in my opinion.
1: Most of his, well, most <laughs> of his damage um did come in the second half, where I feel like the game just didn't, you know, it was clear the Giants weren't coming back, Giants weren't winning. When the Giants defense needed to clamp down, when the game mattered, they did. Um you no know, I think there was a there was a drive the when when they made it uh what was it 15-7 13-7 um whatever 16-7 whatever the score was when at, right after the Giants scored a touchdown you would have liked to see the Giants defense clamp down a little bit more but what what what, what can what more can you expect no. and I, and I I think everybody is on the same page with that
0: so Yeah I mean you you hold the Cardinals at 26 points after giving them that field possession after your offense not doing anything I mean, I, 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 I'm, I thought they did all right. You know, you wish you could. have yeah. We'd love to see more pass rush, but we know what the players are on this team. Where you're not going to get that pass rush, and you know, you're
1: not going to get Kyler Murray on the ground. No. That's especially now you're not going to get him on as the ground. Your best pass rushers. How many? How many times was you know this was this is also, you know, this is why you, – you we we can call Kyler Murray. You know, uh, not not that great of a quarterback here and there for certain spots, and he's not, you know, he's not awesome, but there is a value in sensing pressure and that thing where you know he did like the Tony Romo uh, self sack or the Eli Manning self sack thing yeah. but while he while he was doing that motion he would also throw the ball away like that's that's insane <laughs> to have that you know to have the pocket awareness to go down but to also throw the ball away and have it near a target or if you're outside the pocket, whatever. So that, that is a game difference where Russell Wilson last week took those sacks. And part of the Giants defense being so effective is cutting down those yards and the Seattle offense losing 30, 30, 40 yards because of sacks. Whereas this week, the Giants defense, you know, they, they hit Kyler Murray every once in a while, but they didn't get those lost yards. And the drives were able to still continue. We've said it
0: before, you know, before we were talking about the Cardinals-Giants matchup. You know when we were going what you know, just watching stuff from the league and like, man, Kyler's merged legs are are his game. Like he, yeah, I think he besides Lamar Jackson, he's the most reliant QB on his legs in the entire NFL. I really do. Like, who else? Who else would there be?
1: Yeah, and he doesn't even. They don't even scheme him to run the ball.
0: Right. Um, and you know that's what that's what our, we were talking about in the pregame for this game. It's like, hey, they've he's been held to 20 yards rushing the last three games. That's why he's you know in five carries each. That's why they haven't been good, and you saw it work, and, and, and uh, that's what they did. So, I I have no issues with the de- Blake Martinez, for playing injured, played really well. I don't know what his stats look like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he was a baller out there today. Jabril Peppers, man. Jabril Peppers had three tackles for a loss.
1: I mean, this yep. defense,
0: I hate to be a dramatic, but I feel like it's a championship defense. I love what Patrick I I get that today wasn't the perfect game. But they were screwed. Like they were screwed with what our offense was doing. They were screwed with the way that our special teams was putting them in bad places. Plus, you know, the fumble by Deion Lewis, the fumble by Jones. They, you know, they they stopped it because the Cardinals went for it on fourth down and they got a stop. But man, for what they for the hand they were dealt, I I'm am I am very proud of this defense, and it's you know it's the pride of this football team. Yeah,
1: that tackle that Martinez had, I believe it was on Kirk. First series of the game. Yes, meet him right at the right at the one yard line on third and goal, and then Cardinals go for it. And Bradbury has that awesome pass deflection, but that tackle where Martinez with the back injury. I understand Martinez has the has the weight advantage there. You know, if you're going up against a wide receiver, but somebody who is coming forward at a head at a head full of steam, and you're running laterally, you're running across the field. And you meet him at the one-yard line, and you, and you drive him back so he doesn't get in the end zone. I mean, that, that was just phenomenal. With the back injury, <laughs> with the back injury that he didn't even practice at all this week. So I can imagine he was in a decent amount of pain. That was an amazing play, and that was the difference between having seven points on the board, the first drive of the game, being down right away, versus zero. So that was a phenomenal, phenomenal play. And if you're just a fan of football, like that, that's the play that gets like your juices, your, your juices flowing. So he was a baller. Awesome man. job by he, Martinez. He was a baller yeah.
0: all game. Um, I mean, what else was there?
1: You want to talk about like state state of the division? Do you want to end off, like kind of end off with that?
0: Yeah. Washington wins. They play Carolina next week, I think.
1: No, f- Seattle.
0: Okay, they play Seattle and then Carolina. So their next their next three games are Seattle, Philly. Carolina, and then Philly. They're probably gonna be favored mm-hmm. in two of those three.
1: It depends if Haskins is playing.
0: That is true. Haskins is our life force. For this. the Giants' playoff hopes may rest on Dwayne Haskins, and I wouldn't have it any other way. At that point, yeah. I would I would go back. I will be cocky tomorrow if it's like Alex Smith is out for the rest of the year. It's like okay, division ours. I would change our name back to like first place pod if Dwayne Haskins. uh, Oh my gosh dude He's so bad I don't think they scored any touchdowns from their offense today
1: Oh no Alex Smith left Sunday's game With with an injury to his Surgically repaired leg
0: But he was walking around on the sideline and stuff though He was But oh man
1: Dwayne Haskins (laughs) Oh boy Giants play the – here's also this outlook for the division because Daniel Jones is also a conversation too where it's not guaranteed that he plays next week. It's not. They may look at what he did this week and say, just can't replicate this again. So then how funny would it be for the Giants to get flexed to Sunday Night Football and have Colt McCoy going out there for us?
0: How funny would that be? You know, I'm going to be real honest. I wouldn't be laughing a lot at that. <laughs> oh man what do we do
1: what do we do should we read should, should we read off the the dumb tweet of the day
0: do it okay so
1: not friend of the program matt riley who this is a I separate st- person i blocked
0: that guy i've started yeah, blocking people I-, I know you're about to go off let me say i started blocking people because like if you're just someone who just like trashes me why would i allow you to do that through social media like, I wouldn't yeah. let you I wouldn't let you say those things to me in person. So why would I so I'm just like, you know what? That doesn't mean we can't disagree and disagree vehemently sometimes. But if you're if you're like that, I just start blocking people. It's like why why would I not block people? It doesn't make me soft. It makes you softer the one talking all this through social media. Yeah.
1: Especially since there there are people that you know that don't like you and they'll come on your timeline. The only time that they come on your timeline is to disagree with you and they don't follow you. So I can understand why you would want to block someone there cuz I I'm with I'm with I'm close to that point with this guy Matt Riley um and then also another guy that I was talking to but also I I kind of enjoy disagreeing with people like there's a, there's a bad part of me where I I enjoy <laughs> it so this is so this is what he says and this was also to a uh, to to the tweet that says I think the Giants fans need to understand this. The Giants offense, which had a ton of expectation this year, have almost been on the same tier as the Jets offense. Even in the games that the Giants have won, they have not blown out anyone offensively. The NFL is an offensive league. It's basically been the entire point of this podcast. So he responds and says, defense always wins championships. I'd rather have this team 10 times more than the last two teams. Every time you have momentum offensively, the defense came out and effed it all up. He said said the expanded version of that. Kansas City won last year because their defense played great. So no matter what, it will always be a defensive league. Kansas City won last year. Let me just review this. Kansas City won last year because their defense played great.
0: Wow. They're down 21-0. To get together, offense. What the hell are we doing? You came amazing. out flat, offense. Why'd you give up 21 points to start the game? What a dope. Amazing. Let's see if I can find another one. Just scroll through the timeline. Maybe I should like just search words. That'll be better. Jason, I
1: didn't enjoy. I will say, I there. The, I didn't enjoy how some beat reporters were saying Daniel Jones should have never played today. I thought that was
0: dumb. But I mean, you're talk You're saying like ninety-five. everyone's basically that was everybody's hindsight twenty-twenty take.
1: I I include that in the stupid. All the stupid tweets today. I included that in there. Sorry. Maybe I'm the stupid one.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just, I can't find any dumb tweets right now. Maybe people aren't saying dumb tweets. It's just frustrating. because I expe- I hate watching Daniel Jones play like this, man. Like I said, th- this isn't, he may not be the guy. He definitely hasn't proved that he is the guy. But this is not his game. It's not. This is not his game. And I, I'm not going to chalk that up to... And not being able to run, I'm just not. He didn't really run a lot last year.
1: No, no, we didn't talk about that enough, I guess. Oh, but Daniel Jones running the ball is an ex- is a very valuable part of his game, which is true. But
0: it's valuable you also to make need to it out to be.
1: Correct. Like well, it's, I, it's not the majority of his uh, game. No, it's not. Like it's he's not in the Kyler it Lamar, helps. you know. He was starting to get there, but that was that was such a limited game basis. He was just making the most he, of his runs, correct? Which he which he's been making the most out of every opportunity he's been getting, and when he doesn't make the most out of those opportunities, the offense goes nowhere,
0: and that is the issue. He had here's so, an analytic complete expect a completion an percentage. Analytic? Ooh, he had he yeah. had the worst in the NFL. It was like his this isn't like his like him performing. This is like what the analytics showed like. What he was expecting The next-gen. He had the lowest. next-gen
1: ex- player tracking data. Yeah,
0: the lowest expectation in the league.
1: So what does that tell you, Bobby Skinner? What that tells you is that he was legitimately not expected to complete the ball because there was nowhere for him to throw the ball. That's what it tells you. So, again, it's a combination between wide receiver separation and scheme. <laughs> it's not like he was expected to complete 70, 70% of his passes because then that that's CPOE. That's exactly where c- c- the CPOE completion percentage over expected comes from. If your expected completion percentage is high and your actual completion percentage is low, that means the quarterback is inaccurate and he's terrible. Daniel Jones had what? His expected completion percentage I think was 54, and what was his actual completion percentage? 52? Yeah. That's yeah, what it that's, was. Not, that's not bad. That's not bad.
0: Yeah, it's – um, this is what we have been saying the last month where people have been like, this is what the offense is. It's like they are converting every chance to go downfield. Like it's unreal how well they've done it. And our thing is like it's not going to go that well every week. The offensive line isn't going to play amazing every week. The run game is not going to be dominant and full of big plays every week. You can't re- – the defense isn't going to just shut teams down every week. You can't rely on that. Eventually, you just got to try and have a good offense. You know? <laughs> You have to try. That's like that's been our thing. Is like well, this is. It seems like we're not even trying to have a good offense. So this sucks, dude. I hate doing this. Yeah. The fact that we were, you know, this started today. We're in first place, and now at the end of the day, we're talking about. It sucks, man. It sucks. But that's what happens when you're, you know, five and eight and fighting for the division. Still, you know, you're in the. You're like, we you know we're stuck in the middle. You know where it's not like it's not like it's not like we're you know been killing it all year and have a. Cause, like, you know, I bet you there's like a Saints podcast right now, that is like, I can't believe this team, this offense, it sucks. The defense, where it's like, come on, guys, like you guys have lost two games all year. Where us, it's like, hey, we're battling for first place, but we've also lost sixty five percent of our games this season. <laughs> so we are in a very weird spot right now, as a, as a, as a fan base.
1: Still feel good about the team. Still feel like they're they're heading in the right direction, but as long as the offense is further is the furthest thing behind, in the, on this football team, they won't have sustainable success. Yeah. Um that's that's it, and, and that's it.
0: And honestly, this is like whatever you think is the main culprit, Garrett, the offensive line, Jones, whatever it is, it's not you know it's not acceptable. You know, like this camp, you know, I hate I think people use unacceptable a little too much. Like, I really hate, like, the, the, the unacceptable. Like, I I actually does bother me, but, like, you can't accept this. This is a, we have a, we have basically a full season sample size at this point. The, the, we, I, we are only better than the Jets on offense. Don't talk to me about controlling the clock. That's not what, that's not the reason why. That's not the reason why we are the 34th, first ranked scoring offense in the NFL. Cardinals had uh, 37 minutes of time of possession today, so that's why we lost. We lost time of possession.
1: Yeah, it's, it's just didn't didn't establish the run enough, Bobby. Just didn't just didn't run, didn't impose our will in the run game. I got nothing.
0: All right, let's end this damn podcast. <laughs> All right, well, sure, we'll get a bunch of angry tweets tomorrow, but it, it is what it is. I tell the truth. I I tried it. I tell the truth. I try to do my best to tell the truth. Sometimes I'm wrong. Sometimes we're right. I feel like we're right. I feel like we've been building enough evidence to uh to do it. So we'll see what happens. Hey, maybe we'll wake up and the Giants have fired office coordinator Jason Garrett and promoting Jerry Suplinski as offensive coordinator as Intramosi. You think you think there's a chance of that? No. Me neither. No. But a boy can dream. Pig's flying? <laughs> but a boy can dream. I actually love the Can Pigs Fly commercial and like seeing the pigs fly. Here you wanna know something really messed up? My cousin who's like a savage. We were in like (laughs) elementary school and this is like compute like Microsoft Paint, where it's like like using clip like very beginning of computers. So we're probably in like third grade. Like this is so old school. And you had to make like a a movie title or something. So there was a kid in our class named Shane, and he was annoying And he he was, you know, he was bigger too. So he had, you know, he, he, he was a big boy and he had like a really bad personality. So my cousin Michael made his and he had like flying pigs and stuff. And he titled it when Shane, when Shane flies. (laughs) Michael's in prison now.
1: Oh, that's sad. That's sad way to end it. (laughs) Yep. Don't make jokes. Don't make jokes. You go to prison kids. Yeah.
0: Make those jokes in third grade. Arm robbery at 28 or 26 or whatever it was. All right. This is not. It. I just threw my cousin under the bus at the end of this podcast. No,
1: no, no. They call it the joke to prison pipeline. It's uh, in the textbooks. Sounds good. I learned it in college.
0: All right. College boy. Let's end this episode before we get ourselves in trouble as usually the end of podcast goes. All right. appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for if you're listening to this part, listening to the whole, the whole argument, even if you disagree. That's, you know, we don't have to agree on everything. We appreciate you guys. We'll be back on Wednesday. And on Wednesday, we will be in hate the Browns, screw Baker Mayfield mode. We will be back. We'll be full of energy, and we're ready for Sunday night football. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you then. Until then, let's go Big Blue.